Hebrews chapter 11 this morning. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to start a new series. I, I love going verse by verse, so I got to get back to it. And I've been preaching a lot on the epidemic, I mean the pandemic, and uh, I'm just not going to preach much more on that. I think you understand we got to get through this by faith, and we got to live by faith, and we're blessed by faith, as that beautiful song says. All our blessings come by faith. Still an echo in here, isn't it? Amen. One day it won't be an echo, it'll be full of people. But anyway, uh, and faith is the victory that overcomes the world, as that other good old hymn says. And we just need to live by faith. If I live by feelings, I'd be scared. If I live by feelings, I'd be really depressed. When I started counting up this morning, because Miss Rebecca and Brother Jack were doing such a good job on that Sunday school lesson, they both got a uh, uh, blessing by teaching children and teaching adults by way of Internet. I figured it up, it's been nine weeks they've taught, nine weeks. And so that's a long time. Uh, that's a little over two months that we have not had Sunday school. That breaks my heart. And if I went by feelings, I'd just be depressed this morning. I'd be down and out, but I'm not living by feelings. I'm going to live by faith. I've always tried to live by faith, and it's the biggest battle in your life is the faith battle. You will try to live by feelings. Hey, you'll try to live by finagling. That's a South Georgia word. It means you try to work it out yourself. And then you'll try to f live by uh, focus. If everybody else is down, I'm down. Everybody else is sad, I'm sad. Everybody's up, I'm up. And that's peer pressure one-on-one, -on -one, and it's pathetic. You need to live by faith. You need to live by faith. Folks, we are called believers. Believers. And I'm not going to go into where faith begins, fear ends, because so many people get so touchy about all this stuff. And I'm pretty sick of it, but uh, I'm just going to say this, is that the only way we can get through anything, any crisis, is by faith. And by the way, uh, if the Lord saved you by faith, don't you think he can take care of you by faith? If he saved you by faith, don't you think he can get you through the trials of life by faith? And it's all in the character and nature of God. Hebrews chapter 11 uh, we won't cover many verses in this chapter. Uh, let's go with verses 1 through 3 right now. Then we'll skip down to verse 6. And I'd like to read verse 23 through 27. And then I'll cover the whole chapter uh, probably tonight and Wednesday night, next Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, let's stand on the Word of God. Amen? <clears throat> if you can, if you feel like it. By faith stand then, okay. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's where we get substantiation. We're, there's some substance in our life. For the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. It's the only way you're going to obtain a good report. Through faith we understand, that's a key word, understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Can somebody say amen? So that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Look at verse 6. But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, I want to underline those two words, he is, and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now going over to what we preached on last Sunday night by way of internet, <clears throat> verse 23. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. Y'all look at children by faith. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. 
By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for the season. And here's what I want to emphasize, esteeming the reproaches of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, billions of dollars. For he had respect unto recompense of the reward. And here's a key verse, and I think the greatest verse in Hebrews chapter 11, and what Hebrews chapter 11 is all about. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. Let's be seated and we'll pray. And Brother Rain, remind me of the presentation at the end of the service, okay? Father, thank you so much for your blessings upon this church. Thank you, God, for the blessing of just seeing each other. I know it's awkward. People can't sit in their places wearing masks, uh, being escorted in, being escorted out. No nursery, no Sunday school, no bus ministry. But, Lord, we're doing what we can. And, Lord, this is a first step. And I pray that you'll be with our nation and our president. And, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Congress and Senate and all the people that's making these decisions. But, God, they don't rule our lives. You rule our lives. And, God, we thank you for the promise that, Lord, the king's heart's in your hands. And I pray, dear God, you would guide them and help them and help us and give me wisdom, Lord. I feel like I'm called in the proverbial middle this week. And I pray, dear God, that you'd help us to just lead this church by faith and that you'd help us preach by faith and most important of all, live by faith. So God, I guess as the disciples prayed, I want to agree with it, increase our faith. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Years ago, a captain of a large vessel set sail with a family from Liverpool and he did he was destined to New York City. And one night, when everyone's asleep, a sudden squall arose and the wind was sweeping over the water, struck the vessel, almost capsized it, and everything was moving around, tossed to and fro. Everybody was alarmed. Everybody sprang to the, their feet and they were dressing because they thought for sure that they were going down. And the captain's little daughter, just eight years old, was awakened and cried with fright, What's the matter? And when they told her about the storm, he asked, Is my father still on the deck? And assured that he was, the little one dropped back to her pillow without fear, in spite of the howling winds and the crashing waves, she was soon fast asleep. You know, I'm glad that I know the captain of the ship. I'm glad I know the captain of the host. And my faith is not built on things of this world, but thank God it's built on the character of, and the nature of who he is. Not what he can do for me. That sounds like some kind of political campaign. But who he is. He is God. He is Lord. And folks, the Bible commands us to live by faith. Habakkuk 2, 4, Mark chapter 11, verse 22. And the Bible even says in Romans 14, 23, if it's not a faith, it's sin. It's sin. And so folks, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, 6, that, folks, without faith, it's impossible to please God. How many want to please God? I found out this week, very clearly, I can't please everybody else. The ushers can't please everybody else. Brother Jason definitely can't please everybody else. He's always in the crossfire, thank God. But, uh, folks, listen, God wants us to please him. 
Say amen. God wants us to live for one reason and one reason only, to glorify and please the Lord. And the Bible says the only way to do that is by faith. Amen. We're saved uh, by grace through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's how we got in. That's how we're going to continue. Thankfully, the Bible doesn't leave us dark concerning the walk of faith. And this chapter is so wonderful. I preached it several times in my 46 years of preaching. Yeah, 46 years. I can't believe that, that I'm that old. Uh, but 46 years of preaching, I never get tired of the Hall of Fame of Faith. This will help you. This series will bless your heart. Just studying it has blessed my heart. And today I want to preach on the anatomy of faith or the definition of faith. I want you to look at verse 1, and we'll be very brief because uh, someone said it's better to be brief during these times. But uh, brief for me is 45 minutes, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll have you out of here by 12, I promise you. No, I don't. Uh, I hope, we pray to God you'll be out at 12. Listen, I'll tell you what, if I'm not finished by 12, just walk out single file. No, anyway, look at Hebrews. <laughs> Some of y'all just waiting to do that, amen. You do it anyway. But anyway, Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says this, by faith, now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not a blind leap, in other words. The definition of faith is of a Christian is a believer. And folks, the duty of a Christian is found in John 6, verse 28 and 29. John 6, verse 28 and 29. The Bible says this, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? What a question. How can we serve you, Lord? That ought to be your cry. That ought to be your plea. That ought to be your desire. How can I serve God? Well, here it is in verse 29, John 6. You might want to underline this. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. The greatest way you can work for God is by faith and through faith. Faith is everything. And folks, you are the definition of a believer, of a Christian is a believer. But the duty of a believer is to live and work and operate and minister and love by faith. I'm glad I preached that message Wednesday night on love. That's a measure of a Christian. It's a measure of a church. We all need that, amen. We need to love others and prefer one another and honor one another and protect one another. So whatever you do, don't be grudging about it. Be loving about it. You're doing it for others, not your little old self. Say amen. A lot of people are so self-centered. Faith is a response to the promise of God. God says, I'll lead you. You know what faith responds? I will follow. God says, I will feed you. You know what faith says? I will swallow. No, I will, I will, I will submit. I will eat. Faith says, I'll meet your need. And faith says, it is done. So faith is never a leap in the dark. It's always a step on the firmest foundation, God's holy word. Amen? It's not a leap in the dark. It's a step of faith on the foundation that thus saith the Lord. That's enough. God said it. You believe it, and you'll be blessed. Faith is not a blank check. I preach this often because I'm sick and tired of this charismatic name it and claim it movement 
this prosperity gospel, this prosperity gospel is ruining America. We're already spoiled, rotten. Say so, amen. I used to be offended every time Brother Austin Gardner came to this church and said we Americans were spoiled. I'd say, oh, what's he know? He's in Peru. And, you know, he was right. He was absolutely right. We are spoiled, and we are spoiled rotten. And now I think some of that spoiledness is being knocked out of us because we can't even go where we want to go, and we can't see who we want to see. And it's uh, been a humbling experience, hasn't it? It's been real humbling. Never thought that when we started 2020, 2020, right, that this would be the greater vision we'd get of God. That was our theme. I didn't know it'd take this, but I've got a greater vision of God. And, folks, that is faith. It's not a blank check, prosperity gospel. Name it, claim it. Faith is not <clears throat> making God your cosmetic, cosmetic, cosmic Santa Claus. Just waiting for you to place your order and then go away smiling, saying, I named it and I claimed it. Now, I'll tell you what you need to do. You get in this book, you get in the Bible, and let him name it. And then when he names it, you can claim it. Say amen. God's will is plain because it's God's word. It's God's word. A lot of people say, oh, the mysterious will of God. Well, just open your Bible. Read it. Meditate on it. Let God speak to you. God is more than a genie uh, that you're wishing some wish. He's more than a cart boy at Kroger's. They don't even have those anymore, do they? Amen. He's more than uh, clicking it on the Internet and ordering it. I've never had the nerve to do that. And they bring it out to you and shove it in the trunk, and you hope it's the right order. Amen? You hope you don't get Sister Gladys's order. But anyway, faith is not a blank check. Faith is not a leap of faith, and faith is not a bad choice. Some say that Christians who live by faith are fools. You'll never, you'll never be disappointed in trusting God. And when you, when you have faith in God, you'll have a settled peace and a blessed assurance that God is in absolute control of all situations. And that's what we need today. We need to realize God's still on the throne. Amen? If not, I'm going to panic, I'm going to pout, I'm going to lose a lot of sleep. And I can't stand to lose sleep. So therefore, don't call me at 1130 with your problems. Call me at 530, and I'll get over them by 1130. No, not really. Amen. Some people call it, I got the, oh, you know, I said, oh, Lord, please, God, help me have some rest tonight and not worry about this lady's problem. But folks, I want to tell you something. A lot of people are losing a lot of sleep over this. And a lot of people are panicking. And I'll tell you something, even some people are panic pouting. And some people are just pitifully frozen by no assurance that God is in control. Folks, I want to tell you what will knock everything in, in the right perspective. God's word and God's will will be done. He is God. Notice the word, circle it in red or yellow. Or put it in pencil, I don't care. But verse 6 says, believing, coming to God, that's prayer, must believe that he is. He is. Not he is the was, or he is. He is. He's the I am. Say, God, he's the I am. He is in control. Don't panic. And so I want to give you uh, the definition of faith in these first three verses. Then we'll go and we'll preach tonight if you'll listen in. Number one, faith is agreement. Look at verse one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You believe 
that it is the truth of God. You agree with God. And then faith is an attitude. You know, have you ever seen somebody have an attitude? I have met people that just have an attitude. It's an attitude that is not an attitude of gratitude either. But attitude means this. Because you believe it's truth, you put your confidence and trust in him. That's an attitude. And then there's one other A in faith. It's not only agreement, it's not, it's not only attitude, but it's actions. You act on it. And it becomes faith. Don't tell me you have faith if you don't obey God. You ought to obey God rather than man. You ought to obey God rather than yourself. You ought to obey God rather than your feelings. You ought to obey God if nobody else obeys God. Because you're obeying by faith. The study of Hebrews 11 tells us what people did by faith. I mean, great, great things by faith. And see, folks, listen, faith is not faith unless you put legs on it, unless you believe and move on it and act on it. So it's agreement, it's attitude, and it's actions. Now let's look at verse 1, and we'll study these words uh, just for a few minutes. It says, now... Faith is the substance. I want you to look at the word substance. Think of something that's substantial in your life. Your wife, your husband ought to be substantial in your life. To a man, a job is very substantial. And millions and millions of people are losing their jobs in the United States of America and all around the world. And I want to tell you something, they're falling apart and there's suicides all over the place. They don't even, they don't even tell you how many suicides there's been uh, lately. And folks, something you can rest on, that's substantial. It's spiritual concrete. Amen? Yeah, I mean, it just don't move. And folks, listen, it's the substance. Faith is the substance. Faith is your foundation. Faith is your stability. Faith is predictable. You can just say, I can't trace you, God, but I can trust you, and I'm not trusting in what you're doing or what you can do for me. I'm trusting in who you are. He is. He is. If you'll go home this morning and just have a new revelation of who he is, and that's why the theme for 2020 is so relevant, especially now. We need a greater vision of God. Listen, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about this worship service. It's about who we're worshiping. Amen. It's who he is. And then I want you to see two more words in this verse. It says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. Certainty based upon the promise of God is biblical hope. Certainty based on the promises of God. That's why the second coming, Brother Randy, is referred to as the blessed hope. Now, folks, all hope is not pleasant. There's going to be judgment for a lot of people, including us, the judgment seat of Christ when Jesus comes. And that's not going to be a happy hope. But I'm tell you what, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness, but my hope's built on this infallible word. My, my hope's built on this book and the God of the book. Not just the word of God, but the God of the word. And I want to tell you something, friend, that brings hope. Hope means hope I know so. It's a hope chest. That's where we get the word casket from. It's a, it's a hope chest. Uh, folks, we have a hope that's greater than all the things that seem, 
all the things that are fulfilled. We ought to be hopeful people. I've heard so, so many people say, oh, this ain't going to never get over. And, and if you'll listen to the broadcasts, if you'll listen to news long enough, you'll get totally depressed. They're predicting now, oh, in September, it's all going to come back on us. It's going to be the worst thing you've ever seen. It's going to be the darkest winter you'll ever have in your life. If I listen to that, I'd just go crawl up in a cave somewhere and die. And folks, I want to tell you something. God is able to bring this thing to a stay in a second. And God is able to give these great scientists who's not the answer and these biologists and all these doctors a vaccine. and We'll all go get a million shots and we'll be okay. That's the way I look at it. I'm not flippant. I'm very cautious. Um, I went to a restaurant yesterday, and if they hadn't had masks on and, and gloves on, I would not eat there. But I felt very confident because food servers ought to wear masks. Say amen. And you that eat it, I don't know how you're going to do that with a mask on, but I want to tell you something, friend. I felt comfortable, and I'm going. I feel cautious, and I'm t taking caution. But I want to tell you this. I ain't throwing that all, uh, God all out the window and saying, well, there's no hope and sit home and cry all the time and sit home and panic and sit home and be pitiful. I'm going to tell you this, friend. I'm going to tell you straight. And I'm not criticizing anybody sitting home. If you don't feel comfortable being here, it's better to be at your house listening because you get more out of it. So don't think I'm, don't take this personal and don't slap your TV. But I want to say this. I want to say this. My hope is not in the president. My hope is not in his committee that he just disbanded. My hope is not in Dr. Falski or Fosky or whoever he is. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is in God. And folks, when he gets our attention, he'll say, okay, that's enough. I'll deliver you from the fire. He didn't say you'd never have fire. He just said, I'll be with you in the fire. And so, folks, one thing that I plead for you to do during this time is have a hopeful attitude. In God. In God. You ever been around a pessimist? I mean, they feel bad when they feel good because they know they're going to feel bad sooner or later. You ever been around a person like that? You're not around them long, are you? You want to get out of there. You want to get away quick. You ever been around an optimist? I mean, praise God, it's going to be all right. It's going to be good. And I don't mean blind, foolish optimism. I'm talking about a person that walks down life saying, God, you're my hope. And by the way, if we do die, I got a hope of a better place. Say amen. I'm almost 69 years old. I know I ain't got long. I mean, my days are numbered. Every time I get out and work in the yard, I say, boy, my days are numbered. I can't do this as long as I used to. I can't go deep sea diving. I couldn't get the stuff on. I mean, I could go under the water, just can't get the tank on. Amen. Couldn't buckle up, couldn't wear all that stuff. I definitely would want one of those outfits, praise God, that had to have an extra wide one, expandable. The pregnant edition. But I, I'm, listen. <laughs> listen. My time's running out. Your time's running out. So we ought to lick the spoon while we got it. Say amen and enjoy life. Amen. Somebody gave me a, gave uh, mama a, uh, Mom, I never called you that publicly from the pulpit. Miss Connie, a uh, uh, thing says, life is short, lick the spoon. Well, I put that right over the table. <laughs> That's good. Amen, lick the spoon. Praise God. Just don't lick somebody else's spoon. Come on now.
Y'all might as well smile and laugh a little bit because, I mean, this is the only place you probably do it. I love you. Faith is substance. Faith is hope. And then let me show you another word I love. And the evidence of things not seen. Evidence. The Greek word could be called conviction. How many is convicted that God is on the throne? Say amen. How many is convicted that God's word is always right? And it will come to fruition. Say amen. It will come to fruition. God said it. But evidence. You know, you get enough evidence in court, they'll convict you. And faith is the conviction of things not seen. The world says, what you see is what you get. And if I see it, I'll believe it. Well, God's word says you ought to believe it, then you'll see it. Where is your faith? And what you see? I want to tell you something. If that was the case, we'd be most miserable because all we see is the negative. All we see is bad news. All we see is over 100,000 people dying. All we see is so many more cases. All we see, all we see. Folks, we can't go by all we see. We got to see those things that are supernatural. In other words, we need to see God. That's the evidence of faith. I love 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. Would you, st would you stand? Would you, you can't go to. Would you look at that verse? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It took me three services to feel like I can preach and get comfortable. And so, we'll turn over to Brother Jason, let him preach a month. But look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 4, 18. Y'all know it, but I want to read it. It says, while we look, at, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporal. They will pass. Listen now. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Folks, where's, where's your focus? Is it on temporal or eternal? Look at 1 Corinthians 2.9. 1 Corinthians 2.9, please. The Bible says this. But it is written. Don't you love that when the Bible says that? But as it is written, it is written. When the devil came and tempted um, Jesus, he said, it is written three times. The attack of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The devil thought he could trip our Lord up. He just said, it is written. Matthew chapter 4. But it says this. You with me now? Y'all there? Are you at the scripture? That's what I'm saying. Okay, good. Amen. I just need to hear an amen once in a while. No matter what about, just, just say it. Say it in the wrong place. I don't care. But look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, but as written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. I hath not seen, and ear hath not heard. I'm going to tell you something, friend. If an eye is healthy, 
it responds to light. If an ear is healthy, it responds to what? Sound. And folks, if we're spiritual, we respond to God and God alone. Folks, listen, it's a conviction. It's not what you get when you see. It's what you don't see. And believing is seeing. In other words, a Christian should live above sea level. Amen? Sea level, S-E-E. -E. You got it? I think you got it. We ought to not live by sensual things. We should not live. That's why I don't think it's proper to bring the world into the service to bring sinners in here. No, we need to go out to sinners. You say, I'm never going so one again. Then you'll be disobedient. Amen. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Missionary mentality is crazy. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. They are taught to enter into tuberculosis. They're taught to enter into violence. They're taught, hey, listen, if you went by, if you went just by sight, you'd have never went to South Africa because there's a lot of people dying of tuberculosis and, and AIDS. Good gracious, the place is ate up with it. But I want to tell you something, when God calls you, you got to walk through your fear and you got to go where God's called you by faith, not by feelings, or you will not last. And a whole lot of missionaries do not last. Amen, Brother Steve, you'd have never gone in that prison by, by what you feel. You go in that prison by faith. Never forget that time I led that guy to the Lord at Agworth, Alabama on death row. And he got saved on death row. You say, oh, I don't believe he meant it. That's your lack of faith. I believe he meant every word of it. Amen. Was he crying? I don't know if he's crying. I didn't look for tears. I looked for repentance. And I looked for belief. Folks, God loves the person on death row. But if we never go to that person on death row, he's going to hell because he never hears the word. It's essential that we walk by faith, but that we work by faith, that we minister by faith. And God will take care of you. I'm not saying you won't catch it. I won't say you won't get sick. I won't say that you won't have problems. Sometimes Christians had a whole lot of problems, but they kept on keeping on. Let me close. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 says this, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Amen, evolutionists? Bunch of fools that say that we came from monkeys. They call us fools. And it says, As that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Listen to that. And so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. That is a greatest verse against evolution in the word of God. We didn't come from a monkey. We didn't come from an ape. They, they, I'll never forget when I was in high school, they discovered, I hope they didn't discover when I was in high school, I discovered that there was a caveman, and this caveman had all these uh, figures, and then at, later on it was discovered that they took one tooth. <laughs> one tooth. It's a pretty big tooth. It's an ugly tooth. It had four cavities in it. It was a tooth. And they said, we're going to draw a man around that tooth. And I thought, how utterly insane and ridiculous is that? They drew a man around a tooth. And we all said, oh, the Neanderthal man. Boy, that's in the chain, you know. In the beginning, God. That's all I need to hear. You said, well, I can't figure it out. Well, God didn't make you God. That's why. 
Folks, listen. This verse is so real. This verse is so right, verse 3. We'll close with this verse. Folks, everything you see passes away. It's temporal. But I have not seen or heard what God has prepared for those that believe and that love. Folks, so faith is a conviction of things not seen. There's another world. It's more real than this world. It's better than this world. And God's in charge of that world and this world. We need to live for that world. In old days, probably when the old timers preached, I had not seen and preached this verse about everything was made and framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. They didn't know about all this anatomic science and saying that matter was a bunch of uh, neutrons held together by electricity and the power of matter and the matter is not seen. And folks, this pulpit is made by what's not seen. And folks, listen, uh, it's made by atoms and invisible held together with electric force. That's where we get the word consist. All things consist. God holds this pulpit together. It's, it's really, it, it's made from things not seen, matter. I know I'm getting deep. I lost myself in that, that last point myself. But listen, this, this whole room, again, is full of music, sports, drama, news of all kinds. Fantastic pictures. This whole room, you say, preacher, you need to go home and rest. I know I do. <clears throat> no, I'm tired of that. I'm here. But it's full of it. But you don't see it until you get a tuner. Hey, you get a computer. It picks it up out of the air. Wi-Fi. Brother Cody's big on that. He Wi-Fi. Amen. He, he's tuned that in. He didn't trust it the other day when he was outside. He put a line all the way out to the, the pulpit. But folks, listen, the TV, it's, it's the airways are here. You can tune it in. I mean, in the old days, you could tune it in with a rabbit ears, antenna, and you could pick up channel 3, channel 12, and channel 9. It's in the air. You don't see it. But you got faith that's there, don't you? You got to have a tuner. I'm going to tell you how you can see what God's wanting to do in your life. Have the tuner of faith. Tune of faith. Get in tune with God. Read your Bible every day with this desire. God, increase my vision of you. God, show me that you are. It'll give you peace. It'll give you purpose. It'll give you power. It'll give you conviction. It'll give you substance. You read your Bible to see God, to know God, to love God. Not because it's your daily routine, your Bible study. You'll, you know, get off the list if you don't. Folks, faith is substance. Faith is hope. Faith is evidence. Faith believes in the unseen hand. When I was ordained, 1974, five down in Claxton. It was down in Claxton. Connie's trying to help me. It was in Claxton, so it was 74, 75. 
I'll go look on my certificate in just a minute. I'll tell you. The choir got up and sang a song. I'm trusting to the unseen hand. And I said, choir, if I ever needed a song in my life, I need that because I'm an, ex I'm an introvert. I'm a nervous person. Um, I don't have confidence to do this work of the ministry. And they sang that song. And that preacher preached. And you need to trust the unseen hand if you're going to do anything for God. And folks, if you're going to be a believer, believe. If you're going to be a worker and a minister and, and do something for God and do great exploits for God, don't you want to do that? Have fruit that redounds for His glory. If you want to please God, then live by faith. By faith, the definition of faith. Let me just close. Fast forward to verse 24. Fast Hebrews 11. By the way, there is pleasure of sin. The devil is too smart to go fishing without bait. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin, but it's for a season. Look at this. It says, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. Folks, what a mama. What a sister. And you know, Abraham, he don't get much credit, but what a daddy. I might preach that on Father's Day. What a daddy. He said, okay, we're not going to kill our baby. We're going to put him in a brush harbor, not harbor, a, a, a little uh, ark, send him down the river. And you know the rest of the story. The Pharaoh's daughter saw him. She wasn't going to heed to the king's command because she was his daughter. She raised him and hired Jochebed to be the Hired babysitter. And for the formative years, Jacob had poured, Lord, it poured God into it. That shows you the importance of the first seven years of your life. Formative years. You can warp a baby in the first seven years of their life. And I want to tell you something, friend. We see in verse 25, 4, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. He, let, he gave up billions of dollars. That's faith. Billions. He'd been the richest man in the world. Some people can't miss work on Sunday. Look at verse 25. Choosing rather, choosing rather to suffer the affliction of the people of God than enjoy a pleasure of sin for the season. There it is. Sin is pleasurable for a season. But here's what I want to give you. We'll close. I'll continue tonight. It says, Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Egypt was filthy rich. Listen to this. For he had respect under recompense of the reward. He saw a, a reward in heaven. Now look at this. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. I want you to see this last phrase. As seeing him who is invisible. We need to get above sea level. We need to trust in the things not seen. We need to realize, folks, that faith reaches into the future. Faith brings the future to the present. And the eye of faith sees and claims who God is. 
He's a rewarder, look at verse 6, of them that diligently seek him. What are you here this morning for? You ought to be here diligently seeking God. And if there's ever been a test, this is it. Because this ain't easy. I mean, the first Sunday, the Sunday before Mother's Day, I was so depressed when I left here because it just dawned on me how everybody was so sad. And you probably wasn't. You was probably smiling and grinning through that mass. I don't know. And it almost got to me. I almost was overcome by, by depression. And, it, and I said, when is it going to get back like it was? Our church was so dynamic and thrive. We've never had a bus ministry so vibrant uh, except in the old days, Brother Chris, and people were getting saved right and left Wednesday night. Oh, it was so wonderful. It was so glorious. And all of a sudden, boom, can't even run a bus. You think it's been hard on you, you ought to put yourself in my place for a second. But I want to tell you something, I'm going to live by faith. And I'm not going to be discouraged. And I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to let up. I'm not going to recant. And I'm not going to retreat. You say, preacher, aren't you getting tired? Yeah, I'm getting tired. But I want to tell you this, friend, the battle will never be won until we get to heaven. And until then, I'm trusting too the unseen hand because the Bible says he's rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Folks, there's a treasure of faith. He rewards you with things money can never buy. Peace. I've even had joy in these last nine weeks. I've had peace. Hey, friend, I've had a paycheck. Thank you. I've eaten more than I've ever eaten before. My wife has tried some new recipes and they've turned out good. I want them to do it again. I've even let her cut my hair, which took two minutes. She said, don't get used to this. Henry's still up there. I said, okay. But through faith, we see that God is still in control. And that God is God. And that God's going to use all this to work together. It's like lard now. It's like flour now. It's like baking soda now. It's going to work it all together and make homemade biscuits one day, I promise you. And we're going to look back to 2020. And we're not going to look at it as a tragic year. Yes, it is for you. I've got, I've got two close friends that's got the virus right now. In other states, don't worry about it. I hadn't been playing volleyball with them. But I want to say this, it's real. There's been a lot of people dying. But I can look back one day, I believe, and say, that's the day, that's the time, 2020, that we got a greater vision of who he is. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And folks, don't lose your hope. Be encouraged today that God will enable you to see him that is invisible. Let's pray. Father, thank you, dear God, for this message has helped me. I needed it. I'm preaching three fingers pointing back at me. I thank you, God, that you've increased my faith in the preparation time and in the delivery time. God, in this wonderful service that I feel your presence, and I get to see your people.
Lord, it's been a wonderful time. But Lord, if there was nobody sitting in these pews and I couldn't get up and preach this message, Lord, you're still on the throne. And you still are the I am of our life. God, help us to have more substance to our life by seeing not the things that's going on in this world that's panicking us and making us afraid. And that's rightfully so, and we ought to be cautious. And I'm not making fun of anybody that is afraid. But dear God, help us not just to be politically correct, but God, help us to be positionally correct. That you're on the throne, we're your servant, and all things work together for your, our good and your glory. And Lord, we must claim that. That we might be predestined, foreordained to be like you once we become a Christian. And so, Lord, we know that all this stuff is working together to conform us to your image. And so, Lord, we accept it. We ain't got no choice but to accept it, but we accept it by faith in the future. We accept it by faith in you that's allowed it. And we accept it by faith to know that you're going to use this for the furtherance of the gospel. And if one more soul gets saved because of this, it will be worth it all. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a second of invitation, a few minutes. Let me say, preacher, I really needed this message. I really did. Because my faith has been challenged. It'll be challenged when you have your faith in just people. It, they'll, really, they'll really let you down. They'll break your heart. Try pastoring for about two minutes. See what you think. And I'll tell you what, if you'll have faith in God, He'll never let you down. He'll never disappoint you if you get the mind of God and the direction of God and the will and word of God on it. Have me say, preach, that's exactly what I need because some things have really discouraged me. I'm not talking about just this virus. I'm talking about home situation. I'm talking about kids situation. I'm talking about health situation. I'm talking about personal situations. Maybe some of you are financially just busted through all this. If you'll let us know, we'll be glad to help you. But I want to tell you something. God can give you peace in the midst of all the subtractions. God can still be the plus in your life. And you'd say, preacher, that's exactly what I need. I want you to pray for me. That God will increase my faith. And that's your prayer this morning. Would you slip your hand up high for prayer? i got to raise both mine. I need more faith. I live a lot by feelings. I live a lot by focus. I need to have more faith. God's tried my faith during this time. Is there anyone here say, Preacher, I'm not saved? It's a big good time to be saved. I wouldn't walk out of here not saved. It's too dangerous. It's always too dangerous. But you never know when you're going to die. You need to be saved. And if I didn't have faith and trust in knowing there's a heaven and I'm going there, I'd be pretty shaky this morning. But I'm a pilgrim passing through. Praise God, one day my home will be heaven. So don't threaten me by death. I'm going home when I die. How about you? I mean, say, preacher, I know I'm saved. If I die today, I know I'd go to heaven. Would you raise your hand high as a testimony of that? All over this place, amen, you know you're saved. Now, if you don't know you're saved, would you at least lift your hand up and say, preacher, please pray for me, I'm not sure. If there's anything you need to be sure of, it ought to be that you're saved. 
<clears throat> Anyone? Say preacher, pray for I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Father, in Jesus' name, use this message and increase our faith. Help us to see you that are invisible. Help us, God, to see you as the I am of our life. Lord, help us to come to you believing that you are, and that you're able, <clears throat> that you're a rewarder, rewarder of them that diligently seek you. We'll praise you and thank you for increasing our faith. All for your glory and all for your pleasure, we ask you to increase our faith. Your pleasure, not ours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.